The Boilermakers enter the final week of spring practices. Eyes are on the field, but also on the portal. Let's talk football on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters with Tom Deanhart. Tom, after this. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill. Industrial and classic, the restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, let's talk a little bit of football. Spring practice will wrap up this week with the the end of spring, final day, folk field extravaganza. I don't know what to call it. Um, That's good. That's perfect. It's branded. Let's brand it. Copyright it. Yeah, no doubt. All caps. uh, Put that out there. Tweet it. Uh, I guess the goal uh, this week, uh, according to Ryan Walters, and makes sense to me, especially when you've got some other guys beat up, just stay healthy over these last three three practices. I mean, they don't need anything bad to happen. Yeah, exactly right. But, you know, honestly, Kyle, the guys that we're watching run around out there, you know, a lot of them aren't even going to be here in probably a couple of weeks, if not sooner. And a lot of the key guys who are going to be contributors next fall aren't even practicing right now. They're out hurt all spring. Yeah. And thirdly, Kyle, <laughs> you know, there's probably seven or eight, nine guys that are going to be coming in from the portal that could end up starting in the fall. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is what we're, what we're looking at now is not nowhere close to what we're going to see September 2nd against Fresno State when they start the year. So this is a roster very much in transition. You know, the portal opened up. For a 15-day window on Saturday, April 15th to April 30th. Players can hop in now. Nobody from Purdue's hopped in yet. Maybe some guys will do it this week, Kyle, before that final practice on Saturday. Keep that on your radar. I think we could see, what, eight to ten guys maybe hit the portal. And, you know, Ryan Walters has said, Kyle, he wants to add, you know, uh, a decent amount of guys, seven, eight, nine players, I think, we could see coming from the portal here. Um, between now and, and throughout the summer. So um, there's a lot of moving parts to this roster right now. Yeah, let's go portaling here a little bit. As you mentioned, it is it is open, uh, so players can go into the portal. Um, 
yeah, I mean, what it's going to be uh, a, a lot, right? I mean, <laughs> as yeah. it, it numbers you threw out there, half a dozen, dozen, somewhere in between there that we will see uh, probably players departing from Purdue and then, you know, a corresponding player coming into Purdue. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. There, there's a, there's a rule in place for head coaches that take over programs, Kyle, a new head coach rule. I, I talked about it in boiling over last week where a coach, a new coach like Ryan Walters has three semesters to basically Kyle, you know, make room for anybody he wants. Uh, guys, guys can, can be told, you know, to leave. They can still stay on scholarship and finish up their degree, but their roster spot can be cleared. And uh, it's a rule that's been on the book since 2017. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, like I said, there's, there's probably, if, if, if I make a list, there's, there's probably seven to 10 guys, I think, that you know are probably never going to be a c- contributor at Purdue, uh, probably not going to pan out for them. So, again, we'll, we'll see how it all fleshes out in the end. Well, I, I think it's more interesting to, to, to think about maybe who's going to come in, right? And to that end, we've talked before about uh, positions of need. I think cornerback is number one, Kyle. And they had two cornerbacks at practice on Saturday. One was a Division II kid named Sean Stevens from West Liberty, a school in West Virginia. And the other one was a kid from Penn State, Marquise Wilson. I, I talked to Stevens over the weekend. I posted a story Sunday night. He wants to come to Purdue. He wants to commit. He just needs to get a, a, a waiver of eligibility because he missed a lot of time in his college career uh, helping take care of his mother. He seems to think he's going to get it. He expects to hear something here within a week or so. And then Marquise Wilson, the kid from Penn State, is probably going to have to take one more visit. We'll see what he does. But this is only the tip of the iceberg, Kyle. Uh, they had a kicker from Nebraska in here as well. And we're going to see more portal guys uh, sure get get scrutinized. Visit. It's obviously a very strong indicator of their interest. So uh, that's something I'm, con- I'm going to continue to monitor and see what I can come up with. You would think that Ryan Walters would be able to attract cornerbacks. I mean, that has been a position that, that he has had. Guys have a lot of success, including at Illinois. At least yeah. one of those guys is going to be a high draft pick. Really, a couple of those guys in the secondary should be uh, in the first few rounds uh, for the Fighting Illini in the NFL draft. Um, so, yeah, he he should be able to get guys there, one would think. Oh, no doubt. that, that That's going to resonate, I think, that experience as a secondary coach. Um, and we're already seeing that when you talk to recruits, you know, defensive back recruits. He's had some high-level recruits in. And yeah, you know, Devin Witherspoon's a kid at Illinois, could be a top 10 pick in the draft this year. Uh, so you're right. Um, that defensive background is going to maybe really be a magnet for, for portal guys and high school kids to want to come here. So yeah, but there's other areas of need, obviously. I think the interior of the defensive line, I think um, they want to get one more guy in here. You know, they brought in the kid from Vanderbilt a week or so ago, Malik Langham. I think they want another interior defensive lineman and, um, you know, offensive line too. I could see them bringing a couple more offensive linemen. I think if they can get an elite wide receiver, they will do that. I think they want a proven running back. And I still think they want some type of a portal quarterback who can come in and be happy being the number two guy to Hudson card. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice uh, to be able to get to say the least. So, 
it was interesting what you said earlier about uh, he, he can basically, any new coach, Ryan Walters in this particular instance, can attempt to turn over his roster uh, a little bit more easily these days because of that rule. That's that I did not know. I, I would guess that that was probably a response, uh, and you might know more about this, probably do, to the four-year scholarships rather than one-year renewing scholarships. So, I, you know, originally, originally it was a basketball rule that started, I want to say like in 2010 or 11, because a lot of these coaches would take over programs in April. And, uh, and I guess that the period they took over the program wasn't ideal to really get a chance to turn the roster over or, or evaluate it. So, uh, and then football adopted in 2017, hmm. but a coach in football, a new coach, if you take over a program, you've got three semesters to do this. Uh, uh, to have this rule, this blanket ability to sort of, you know, have on your team who you want on your team, no questions asked. Uh, so again, is it cold-hearted? I don't know. With the way guys can transfer now at a whim, um, the door swings both ways, as they say in the world, right, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody signed a contract with these players, and uh, they leave coaches and staffs in a lurch. And I think if, if a coach wants to ask somebody, hey, uh, I want to talk to you, have a conversation with you about your future. We don't think you've got one on this team. Um, the world's a cold place, Kyle. Well, I mean, yes. But also, while that is hard news to accept, I, if I was a player, I would also want to know. Uh, and I think the staff, I mean, I mean, the staff would do all they could to try to help you land somewhere, too, I'm sure, yeah. if you want to keep playing football. So the window for the portal is open now. Players can jump in. Now, uh, you know, Purdue had a, a a player a couple of weeks ago who who left and then committed somewhere else. How does that work? Now, now the graduate transfers, Kyle, they can move in and out of the portal outside of windows. Okay. That's why you saw Sione Finale for Arizona State. That's why you saw the kid from Vanderbilt, Malik Langham, commit to Purdue. Um, gotcha. He was a graduate transfer as well. So if you're, if you're a kid who already has your degree – you can come and go outside of any portal windows. So that's why you see movement. You have seen movement leading up to this point. Yeah. Now it's a point where if you're a sophomore, true sophomore, true junior, don't have your degree, now you can jump in the portal. Once you're in the portal, even when the window closes, just the, the important thing is getting in the portal. Then you can always exit the portal Yeah. May, June, or July. But you got to get in during that little window there. Uh, once you're in, then you can shop yourself around, kick the tires, and hopefully find another destination. Yeah. All right, so Purdue has three practices this week before its uh, final one on on Saturday. Scrimmaged this last Saturday. As you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of guys who just simply aren't out there. We'll see some completely different too deep, I would imagine, in that, that opener. However, there are some guys who continue uh, to uh, show up uh, whenever Ryan Walters uh, talks about, you know, guys that are performing well. Hudson Card being one. Yeah. I feel like we're overhyping the quarterback, but it's not really us. We haven't even seen him uh, outside of <laughs> just throwing around a little bit in, in individual drills. Uh, Deion Burks, who I, yeah. I, I think Deion Burks has a chance to be a, you know, a good player, especially – Get a guy out there with a little bit of speed at receiver. Seems like a positive thing. Nick Carraway, who, you know, is checking off all the boxes. But Yanni Karloftis also got mentioned uh, by by the head coach. 
that would be one that would be nice to see Karloftis, uh, you know, put some of the injuries behind him, develop at a position, uh, and, and be able to fill a role for Purdue. Yeah, you're right. I know he came to Purdue with a lot of expectations with the famous last name, four-star recruit. Again, expectations were pretty high for Yanni. Uh, still kind of looking for his niche here. Yeah. Moved positions a couple times from linebacker to line, back to linebacker. And, uh, yeah, he's getting used. Uh, they have two inside linebackers in the scheme, Kyle. And he's getting some reps there. And I'm also told he's, he's getting some work, you know, as a blitzer and a pass rusher as well, which seems to be something that's that really maybe suited to, to his skill set. So, yeah, we'll see if he can really find a home here, find a consistent niche in this defense. I think there's opportunity with those inside linebackers, Kyle. You know, Jacob Wahlberg, Clyde Washington, OC Brothers, and there's Johnny Karloftis. Those are probably your top four guys. So yeah. you think he could maybe have a crack. And, yeah, you talked about some of the other players who, who seemingly have turned heads. The outside linebackers, I think, are the best spot on the team. You talked about Caraway, you know, Corday Sidner. The only other two healthy ones this spring have been Roman Petrie and Will Helt. Cadron uh, Jenkins hasn't practiced at all, but you know he's probably going to start and Scotty Humpich as well. So, yeah, those OLBs look good. The receivers, like you talked about, Burks, there's depth there. But Brock Thompson hasn't practiced this spring. Tight end, Garrett Miller hasn't practiced this spring. Center, Gus Hartwick hasn't practiced. Some key guys on offense have missed, the, obviously, this whole spring. But, again, receivers, I think that is one spot that has some potential. But as we talked before, Kyle, I'm just not sure if there's a true alpha number one guy at that position. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more football with Tom. That's next. This is Golden Black Radio. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, Purdue will not hold a spring game on Saturday uh, because of a lot of reasons, but one of them uh, is because ross is not available. We saw the big hole in the wall there <laughs> the football stadium a week ago but look let's be honest I think Ryan Walters was a little bit the whole thing is a little bit of a dog and pony show to begin with I don't think I mean I think if if, if you pulled every coach if they were actually being honest do they really want to have a spring game no uh, I think is probably the answer because you just you, you can get more done uh, in a in a practice and less done in a spring game. It really is more for the fans. It doesn't tell you a whole lot of anything. So, I mean, I think that Purdue probably prefers just to have a practice for this 15th practice, especially considering, you know, you're putting in a, a new system, you're a new coaching staff, all of that. Uh, I mean, well, well, from a fan perspective, you might want to be able to watch them run around a little bit. I'm just not sure that it's all that practical. Yeah, I think you summed it up well. You're exactly right. You've seen enough of these spring games. I know I have to know there's really much ado about nothing. Some walk-ons, some third-string guys always end up being spring game heroes, right? Yeah. Um, all the stories Kyle Charters could write about spring football heroes. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, it's true. I mean, it is. And then, just, and then you never hear from them again. But yeah, 
Yeah, you know, they can get more done in situational scrimmaging, I'm sure, and just basically going through a, a practice and drills and, and whatnot. But yeah, they're gonna have the they're gonna have their last practice April 22nd, Saturday, over at Folk Field, the women's soccer facility. Uh, no fans are allowed, Kyle. Only media and family members will be able to watch. And if it does rain or if it's sloppy, there's supposed to be some rain Friday night, which should make the conditions out there not ideal. I'm told they'll just have their, their last practice either on their outdoor facility fields or going inside to Malenkov. So that's the contingency plan for weather. And, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, again, they'll, they'll be able to punctuate their first spring practice under Walters. I suspect, Kyle, there'll be a number of uh, recruits on hand, you'd think. And then after that, you know, like the players will have finals week, and then they'll get a little bit of time off. And then the staff in May will hit the road and do some more evaluating. And then, Kyle, you know, in June, my friend, that's when they start having their camps. Yeah. More guys are on campus. More offers are extended. And as you know, having done this, that's a month where you see a lot of commitments. And speaking of commitments, so who's going to supposed to get one today? Noon Eastern time. Uh, so, yeah, keep that on your radar. They're going to get their fifth commitment. But, again, June, that's when we really see a waterfall of these high school kids commit. Yeah. Yeah, certainly should be the same again this year, I, I would imagine. Uh, so Indiana held its non-game this last weekend, I think. They they called it like their spring football event or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like a, I don't know what it was. We'll probably see more of that, won't we? I think. I saw Kansas had something where it was like a festival. You had food trucks come out and yeah, just trying to make it more of an event, you know, uh, where there's a lot going on around the football. It's, it's not it is football centric, but there's plenty of other things to do uh, in addition to that. So it's time to get creative. Right. See what you can come up with as, as a university to try to dress up an event that's really a non-event. Right. Yeah. Um, but still try to get some buzz out of it. So, yeah, you know, uh, the honeymoon continues for everybody in West Lafayette. It's just going to be a lot of fun to see how this roster continues to get built, Kyle. I think everybody's most interested in the portal for obvious reasons because the instant impact yeah. those players can provide. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch uh, who they're able to bring in here and uh, how this roster continues to transform before our very eyes in coming weeks. Do you think, uh, and I don't know if you've talked to anybody about this, but I'll throw it out there anyway. I know there's been some chatter about it. Do you think that there will ever come a time when the NCAA would allow teams to scrimmage each other in the ah. spring? And if so, do you think Purdue would have any interest in, in like bringing in a ball state or an Indiana state or meeting <laughs> someone somewhere and, and putting together a little scrimmage? Yeah, that seems to come up every year. I saw that Auburn coach Hugh Freeze got some publicity out of making that comment a week or so ago. I'd be all for it, Kyle. The thing is, I think once these things are – they did happen then then i think staffs would start to take him serious kyle purdue wouldn't want to lose to ball state in a scrimmage so then they start game planning <laughs> and, and it becomes more of a thing you know what i'm saying yeah I, I think maybe that that that's a fear i've heard raised but i'm like you so that would definitely pick up interest uh you know we see nfl teams do this right in training camp they have their their right. joint practices i think they call them right someone will come to town and, and, and scrimmage for a day and those are a lot of fun, man. So that that would be fun if, like, Illinois bust over for an afternoon and just just had, like, a, a one-hour controlled scrimmage. Why not? Really test yourself. But 
as, as we know, for these football teams, Purdue's the perfect example this year, Kyle. Their roster is so far from complete. I'm just not sure how much they would really get out of it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Take care, my friend. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show for Tom Deanhart. I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Gold and Black Radio.